Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another 15 Minutes with Vecchi at the Overtime Hockey Podcast. Eric Vetch, your head coach of the Hopkins Royals, joins us for what's going to be a fantastic show here tonight. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm juiced. We've got guests galore joining Eric Vetch in his 15 Minutes of Fame, which is every other week here at the Overtime Hockey Podcast Network, will be Bill Dahlman, the president and general manager of, of course, Carol Evan, one of the iconic institutions here in the state of Minnesota. He'll be joining us talking about our vision with what we've done from previous time and where it is today welcoming him home here it's super exciting to have him back in the in the fold and all of the great things he's done to impact that station as well and then we have of course members of team tucker here which will be really exciting as we'll be talking to of course uh tucker's mom dana along with a couple of uh, his former teammates when he was young who are now teammates on your team from the Hopkins Royals, the D. St. Hubert brothers. Of course, we speak of Cade and Finn, yep. who are uh, cornerstones, pillars yeah. of your addition. Right? Right? Would you say that? I, I got to turn your volume up here. That's fine. Go ahead. Let's get this right here. Oh, is that, oh, yeah, you got. You, you got. So when you just broadcasting 101 for all of you that will have these on. When you speak into these things, you have to speak through the back of it. Oh, through the back. You of can't it. just stop short. You got to talk. All right. Sounds good. It doesn't matter what people think. Okay. Because they're not here. No. You are. Yes. Let's talk about your club. Uh, you know, you, you have had uh, quite the interesting season here, yeah. Yeah. right? Would, would, would you say that? Yeah. Um, you know, but if you were to take a look at where things have been trending for your team, obviously you played Eden Prairie. Uh, they brought the kitchen sink. But, you know, I thought pound for pound, minute for minute, it was not a nine to nothing hockey game. Let's be honest. No, you know what? Uh, it wasn't. Uh, the first six minutes or so, I felt like we were on our heels a little bit, uh, and and of course, you know, we kind of got put ourselves in a deep hole. And uh, it was an interesting night because it was our first like conference game in in about two years here at Hopkins. And after we settled in and started playing within structure and within systems, we we played really well. Um, if you take away the first eight minutes of that hockey game, it's a 4 nothing hockey game the rest of the way. Um, and that's about what I thought it looked like. Yeah, and, and their top line was out there, you know, every third, every fourth shift, depending on, and, and they were still trying to throw it in the net. And uh, I thought our kids responded well. Um, we took a hit in the face pretty early in that game, and uh, it bloodied. just took them a while. It bloodied. Them, yeah, bloodied, but they, they, they wiped themselves off. We took a timeout. We, we got our composure back, and they, they went and settled in. And uh, I – I told them after the game, I'm like, let's just make sure this doesn't happen again. We should be ready for the next one. Um, in a couple of weeks here, we'll 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 be going after Minnetonka, and uh, and I can't wait for that one. It's gonna be a Saturday night game at Pagel, and uh, it's gonna be fun to go in there. There's nothing better than no. the uh, Warrior uh, facility with the crowd standing over, staring at you guys, chirping. I mean, it is phenomenal. I mean, I know. I've called so many games from there. It's among my favorite places to be. Yeah. Uh, when you get the Hopkins-Tonka rivalry, it, 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 it transcends any sport. It's special because I always try to explain to those that are outside of the Hopkins district, what, about 85% of Minnetonka-Hopkins, the city, or uh, Minnetonka, the city, attends Hopkins High School. Yeah. yeah. And so it's easy for, for people to think, well, it's just this little town, you know, that's yeah. not the case. No. 
Uh, so there's a lot of you know rivalry that goes back and forth between those teams. So yeah. uh, if you're not ready to play that one, you're not ready to play. By the way, your JV team did a great job against uh, Eden Prairie. Yeah, they did. I think that should be mentioned. Oh yeah, no, they, the the boys that was not hard. a runner. No, no. And it was like two nothing after two. Yeah, it was. It was, and the kids played hard. It's just uh, again, you know, you look at depth in, in in the programs. They had they had two you know two full bunches going against us and. and you know, by the time we got to that third period, I think there were light a couple guys that were, you know, were suiting up with us. So, I mean, they they played well. I mean, they played terrific. Yeah, they did. They did. I, I was impressed. I was my, there for the whole game. Yeah, my hats off to those kids because they they worked really hard and they they did well. They did really well. New so. Prague, you had the win there, three two. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you were pleased with that win. Another one to pick up. And you guys are chipping off the wins you're supposed to be getting now at this stage of the season, which yeah. I think is really good. Yeah, you know, it, it's always you know you never want to win at the beginning of the year. I mean, obviously for us we. We're trying to change culture here, so we, wins are wins are better for us, I think, overall. Um, at the beginning of the year, I mean, we let a lot of games slip, and part of that was learning. I mean, again, it's it's all learning. It's it's new coaches, new systems, new players, um, and and trying to figure out what what the chemistry is going to be like from line to line, pair to pair, D to D. Um, making simple changes sometimes, you know, making simple changes or changes that should have been made a little earlier, um, maybe helped out. And yet, at the same time, um, we're we're flying right now. And and again, like I use that Eden Prairie game not as an excuse of well, we could have played better in the first eight minutes, but we learned now. Now we know what we Two have to do to prepare. Two things that stood out, right, for yeah. me, just from a tactical perspective, were the difference between them and a lot of the other teams is, and you would know as a D-man fan, there were guys in front of the net going to that weird angles. There was always some sort of traffic and a screen going on. Yeah. The sight lines for your goaltender were, were basically robbed, and he couldn't see yeah. much. But they do that to you. The other thing that I noticed was so traffic in front of the net, I think, was really yeah. big and different looks in the offensive zone. But in the neutral zone, you didn't have an ounce of the time that you think you do against some of the other teams you might play because their back pressure is really good. So your forwards are chugging along thinking okay well they're not going to come back oh nope they came back and they yeah. take away all of those passing lanes which disrupted your flow game and your entry i i think yeah. that those were the two things that stood out to me yeah you know i i equate it to the fact that their d were stingy they had back pressure and i'm trying to get our kids to play that way exactly talk to these guys we want to we want to mimic that we want we want our d standing up we want them we want them clogging up spots so they can't rush and we want our forwards coming back to help out um like I took three keys from that game that we we worked on here in practice this week, and one of them was picking up loose pucks with our feet moving, versus mm -hmm. coasting. Okay, yep. and then also catching and shooting. Um, this one across from me right here scored a beautiful goal against Osseo by That's doing Cade, that. Cade, who's yeah, across Cade, from him. Cade, Cade, Cade D. St. Hubert scored a beautiful goal against Osseo where he just caught and shot. His brother scored about two from the point this year, if not three, where he's just caught and shot. And and those are little things that can help us out to. Uh, you know, we, we need to underhandle the puck at times. You know, and when we get yeah. into, we get into we get into games with faster kids or faster teams that, that are deeper uh, uh, with with speed and back pressure and kids that understand it, then if we underhandle, we'll be in better shape than overhandle. Well, so. uh, this is take this in all due respect, gentlemen. This is not a shot. I'd say this to any team: you're not as good as you think you are, because those guys are pretty good over there, and you don't have the time you think you do. So you know when 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 you when you don't move your feet you don't or you do coast and those things happen your time is gone like that yeah you're great players but you're not that great yeah. I mean Kirill Kaprizov can't even do that no no right no, no but I he, think sometimes you can get lulled into habits that yeah. way yeah you, you can but but like I, I like to 
tell these guys that you know that I want them to believe that they're better than they are at times because that way they'll understand and be more confident when they go and they play a game. Right here I am chopping you know? them down. Here you yeah. are. Good cop, Eric Vetch, yeah, bad cop, cop, Pete Wagner. That's right. See? That's right. We'd be a t- vicious yeah. tag team, wouldn't we? It could be. We would. Right. <laughs> Whatever you say, I'd say yes, sir. Yeah. Sir, yes, sir. Yeah. What do you need? <laughs> All right. Nothing. We're good. Okay. <laughs> We're good. Perfect. Now, another thing that really goes beyond the game itself, there's some really good things going on around your program. You know, I think yeah. what's really important for people to note is that this game is played in so many communities around the state of Minnesota. And there's a, a story everywhere. I think it's John Millay from the Minnesota State High School League that told me this. He said, um, in every locker room for hockey, there's 20 different stories. For yeah. football, there's 50, 60 stories, whatever yeah. it is on the roster. Yeah. Um, and he's right. And uh, we've got a good story that we're going to talk about here today. Uh, coming up next, we're going to have Bill Dahlman from CARE 11, and I'm excited to have him. He and I have been talking about uh, the game. And, you know, I, I would think things like this, what we're about to talk about, yeah. which are what it's really about. Um, we, we are all enamored with who's beating who, who's playing where, the state tournament, the sections, who knocked who out, yeah. who's won, all of that. But really what matters is a thing like Team Tucker. Yeah. No, what, what, what you're going to hear about from, from these two uh, that are sitting in front of you um, is going to be something special because um, as a coach, you want your kids to – you want your kids to to you know do things for the community and things like that and and these two have been doing this well before they even played for us here at hopkins high school so for me this is just it's an honor to have these guys in our room and it's an honor to kind of watch them work while they do this stuff because it's amazing and and what they've done is amazing and and again as as a coach you're just proud of stuff like this and and the things that they've done with with our older kids getting them to be you know buy into this stuff too I mean, remember last year he's a freshman, you know, and he comes in and he's taking the lead on this whole thing, right? And he's got a, a brother that's in the Bantam team who's, who's also taking the lead on this thing. And, and again, that, that didn't come from, from here, you know. I mean, um, you know, Coach Spencer's helped him out and helped them out get this thing up and running. He's really good at Coach stuff Spencer, like that. Coach Spencer, Mikey Spencer. Yeah, Mikey Spencer, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and without him, I mean, this, this couldn't happen either because he helps give these guys direction too and, and, and getting them more organized and things like that as they move forward. So, you Helping know. you become young men. Yeah. What what a shocking experience, right? Yeah. I mean, amazing. You get to play the game you love, be with your buddies. You've got coaches like Mikey Spencer that care about you and care about the good of the community uh, and are working with you as a good steward, yeah. too, to the game, which yeah. is absolutely terrific. We are recording this live, quotations, air quotes, from McCoy's Public House in St. Louis Park. Are you going with the, with the steak tips? I am, yeah. You know what happened last time we were here? We both ordered the steak tips, and there was only one. They were out. Bear shelves. You know how yeah. that, that's going, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So what kind of a team player am I? I said, go for it. Yeah. And yeah. you have, so, sold. I'm doubled right? down. Doubling down. <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we yeah. come back, Bill Dahlman's going to join us here with uh, 15 Minutes with Vecchi on the Overtime Hockey Podcast. There's no better tradition than hockey. Tradition Companies is proud to serve our community's youth sports. Visit us at traditioncompanies.com to learn more. Welcome back to the Overtime Hockey Podcast, 15 minutes with Vecchi, but we're going to probably make it 30 to 40 because that's what we usually do. Uh, 15 quality minutes at Coach Hopkins Royals. It's been really fun, Bill, uh, watching him take over the helm there. And we bring in Bill Dahlman, the president and general manager of CARE 11. Welcome home, sir. Thank you very much, Wags. I, mean, I sure appreciate it. It's almost like you never left. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, we went away for eight years, but, uh, you know, got, got the call back. Uh, absolutely. Couldn't be. Couldn't be more thrilled to be back. Does it, did, so does it feel good to be 
Yeah, it sure doing, does. So you you were you were here? Were you anywhere other than Fox Nine at the time? Um, well, actually, Before, here in this I, area. When I first started my career, I was with KSTP. Oh, you were. Yeah, and uh, and then I was brought back for Fox Nine, and now uh, culminating at Care, mm-hmm. and I'm not leaving. <laughs> okay, good. So, so, you, so you're going to retire from here. Is yes, what exactly. Right, that's I, fantastic. Uh, yes. There will be uh, no CCO in the horizon. What, have, so. what has been um, coming back for you from a news sports community perspective? What's been different over the eight years from when you've left? I know you've been in touch, obviously. I mean, we've texted a few times back and forth. But what is new and different in that capacity? Well, I mean, obviously, the, the things that the community has been through in the last couple of years uh, have been such a, a changing and shaping um, events, and mm. I think everybody is uh, aware of, um, or much more aware of, you know, our community and the surroundings, and, and hopefully treating each other better. And you know, one of the reasons that we wanted to um, rekindle high school hockey with you uh, is because it is such a, you know, uh, just a pure, beautiful thing uh, to watch. You know. Uh, the kids competing to watch the coaches giving of themselves to watch people like you who who have you know uh, devoted their careers mm-hmm. to um, spreading the word about uh, high school sports and right and truly everybody needed something uh, uplifting and this is the essence of uplifting what's been great about it too is with our uh, game of the week that we're doing is is it I believe there was an audience that I was grabbing from MN Hockey TV as it was. And then there was the um, audience that maybe didn't even really know that was going on out there just because we can't get to everybody. Um, but but it seems as though there's like a whole different group that are on the Care 11 apps and uh, your mobile uh, website things and Fire TV and Roku. All of that that are now being engaged. It's been fun for me watching the numbers as they come in from Jeremiah. Uh, watching how it seems as though a lot of people are switching into those platforms off of the YouTube stuff, which, which the numbers are the same, but that's been kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, as we talked about this, you know, this will now that it's back, it will grow even mm-hmm. greater in terms of uh, seeing it on um, Care Eleven's properties. Um, and you know, we we grew this at Fox Nine from nothing. Uh, we did. And uh, and you know, when you look in the stands, there's normally I mean, you know, the big games, of course, there are thousands of people there. Yeah. But, I mean, you go to games every week and every every night almost. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's only a couple hundred, right? Yeah, it just now, depends. when we're talking about thousands of people, three, 4,000 people accessing it between, you know, Min Hockey TV and Care 11, now all of a sudden, you know, you've multiplied high school hockey in Minnesota by five, ten times. Exactly. And it's only going to grow. Um, and once people, I think, really start realizing that it's back again, um, then it will really start to, to roar. You know what's kind of cool about the early days of what our vision was? To me, I don't want to say this in a blasphemous way, but it was kind of like, okay, there's this cable access that was available in pockets, right? Not everywhere, uh, especially in the areas where we were with, with the station being in goal, or in uh, Eden Prairie. And, uh, you know, just none of that existed, really. It did a little bit. But it was kind of a cool way to almost take that to another level, although we weren't doing over-the-air television. But we sure were trying some things that nobody else was. Absolutely. And the the promotion and the energy around it. And what I loved was the buy-in from your staff. 
It was from top to bottom, from sales all the way to um, Ian Leonard, let's say, for instance. You know, everybody got into it. Sorry, I didn't mean to mention your competitor's no, name. No, you know, I you know, I hired Ian. Ian's from Canada and a huge him. hockey supporter. And, yeah, you, you're right. I mean, when when this first started and, and you brought the idea to us, um, immediately I think we recognized the, the value of – bringing the community something wholesome something they could get behind yep. and also true also as well you know when you're just in your own community and you're watching your own team you don't get to watch uh, other communities yes. teams and that was what was so cool about my fox hockey and so cool about our game of the week with tradition mortgage and care mm-hmm. uh and, and men hockey tv is that now all of a sudden I'm watching Andover and I'm watching Warroad and I'm watching other you know communities that normally you wouldn't even get a chance to see. And you know what I've always likened this to is I love pro sports. I think I mean who doesn't? The NFL playoffs are great. It's always fun. And uh, boy, there've been a lot of memes for the Dallas Cowboy fans. That it's just been an entertaining constant feed to the phone today. I've loved it. But anyway, uh, that goes back to '75 Vikings. No, I don't hold grudges, but. Anyway, uh, with that said, yeah, under the carpet, under that, with that said, though, I, th- I think what it does is you have a bunch of kids that play their hearts out every night. They don't go on strike. Um, they play for the right reasons. Um, they have leaders that care about them. Uh, they learn life lessons. I know my son's in a bunch of weddings. They're like mid-20s now. They're still all in the teammates in weddings. Um, they don't forget each other. And I think what we, we all either have a, a son or daughter that plays. We know someone that's in the band that goes to that school or goes to that school. or have Some way, somehow, you're connected to it. And that could be for any sport. But in Minnesota, it's hockey. Hockey special. You've been away for a while. What, I mean, it, quantifiably, what is that? Well, I think you're right in that it is our unique fabric of our community it's the thing we have i mean texas has friday night football Mm -hmm. we've got high school hockey and everybody can take pride in it regardless of uh whether they played or not as you said and you know your son danny he's got friends forever from from his days you know my son played in edina and there's no chance he was a goalie he could there's no chance he could crack the lineup correct but uh, you know, he played junior gold. He played uh, with kids growing up, and he's friends with them to this day. And he still loves hockey. He plays in two leagues. Does uh, he? Yep, up in Seattle he where he lives. Still? still playing goal. Wow. So it's it's one of those things. I think your question is, you know, part of it's it's part of the fabric of Minnesota and part of the fabric of our communities. We grow up admiring it, mm-hmm. and and whether or not you're a superstar or you know, on the cusp, you can still be part of uh, the excitement and the pride of high school and high school sports and high school hockey. A very important thing that you brought up, too, is that in the communities that are larger, like he played in, there's opportunities that you don't have to be on that team. You know, we're talking about the experience, and I think what we're trying to do is storytell about that experience, show it to people, celebrate it, and like I say, when I come out and do these two young cats games, uh, I like to make it their show. So if, if one of them score, I want them to go back when they have little kids and it feels like they won in the cup. I used to announce their dad's games when he played for Bloomington Jefferson on the legendary teams. Mm. 
And I would hope, Cade just shake, shook his head. Let me tell you something. Those guys were unreal. Um, best team I've ever seen. Best team I've ever seen. Um, My wife being a uh, Jag. Jaguar, she she would definitely agree, I'm sure. No, it so. was like we were just talking about those guys the other day and still do. But the point is, is that they still, those guys are coaching a lot of them. They still talk about the moments that they had then on BEC TV. And it's just the hope we can't get to all the games. But with our network, with the MN Hockey TV, we're getting a ton. Uh, we're putting announcers on a lot of the games. Um, but what, what our unique partnership does is it affords us the opportunity to reach more people who might not know what's there and then for you we might be bringing some of our people that might have been on one of the other ones and they're well, like saying, hey look care love they care about us absolutely Pardon the pun. absolutely i mean you know as 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 we talked about five times six times the amount of people that would normally see a game are all of a sudden seeing the game correct and with us being associated with you and all the hard work you do and your team and the excellent uh broadcasting that you do and the camera work that we have now i mean we're building allegiance to care 11 people know that they see that they understand that so you know yeah it's a it's a mutually beneficial partnership but at its core is the desire to do something good for the community to to broadcast to um spread the word about something that is wholesome and and prideful for our state it's beautiful stuff and there can't be anything more uh, wholesome and prideful for our state than something like uh, what's happening for team tucker and i'm really looking forward to uh talking about that our food is about to be here which is exciting so at, at mccoy's you know, at mccoy's at, at, thank you Good mccoy's call. public house right yes. here in st louis park yes quick story about this place um it's the it was opened here in 2004 and it used to be gippers and o'toole yeah i remember that back in the day I got through a lot of crisis in college uh, at this place right here. It was just sort of where we all went. And when this place was getting built, um, I was married with kids. And, you know, I was watching this. I was sad that our little uh, cheers, if you yeah, will, the was little, torn the down. Little one, the little yeah. one, uh, one story. It was gone. You grubby, know. grubby place. Yeah, I know. It was gone. It's become these gorgeous, like, yeah, apartments, yeah. condos. Well, remember, it was, like, it was like you went to Gipper's and then you went to the Classic Car Club. And oh, you the, just worked your way down yeah, and you yeah. bounced into bunnies, right? right yeah. the, oh, if you felt like the leaning post, if that was still there. Yep, exactly. So I, I saw these places and I said uh, one my, time. My apartment, by the way, was walking distance from here. So I, 82 I, I, steps. There was never any driving. I just wanted yeah. that. I just See, want you that know, clear. The, so we were probably the same time. Yes. So uh, I, I, th I thought, you know, I want to live there. Then I get divorced and, and now I've picked this community as mine. And uh, Marty, uh, Mike Collins, Mark Collins uh, all own this. We went to grade school together. At Our Lady of Grace in Edina, and um, they've been here since '04. They've made it through the pandemic. I'm super proud of them and their ability to fight through it and not give up. And uh, yeah, what a great uh, yeah, what a great venue so and uh, great supporters of of your podcast. Um, and just commendable that you know we have local businesses that that want to be associated with you know um, people like yourself who are truly. Uh, you know, out there in the out there in the community, spreading the word. It's it's Thank it's you. wonderful to see the support. Thank you. And Mike Collins, by the way, has a daughter who's on the uh, in the number two ranked Orono Spartan Class A girls uh, team. Yeah. And Marty's got a young guy coming up through the ranks of Edina, so he's nice. going through the uh, the meat grinder, if nice. you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Exactly. Well, buddy, thank you so thanks, much. Wags. It was awesome. Sure appreciate thank it. Thank you for and everything uh, and your support. Thanks for I all you guys it. do. Thank you.
We're going to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have more right after this. Sniper's Edge Hockey is your one-stop shop for your at-home hockey training needs on and off the ice. Find the perfect start to your at-home training area with slick tiles, synthetic ice, or a rink liner. Or upgrade your home setup with one of our top quality training tools to help you work on soft hands, all of your deeks and dangles, perfect your one-timer, and improve the power and accuracy of your shot. Find it all online and in stock for immediate shipping at snipersedgehockey.com. Welcome back to segment three of 15 Minutes with Vecchi, the Overtime Hockey Podcast Network right here at the MNHockey.tv. I mean, we are podcasting legends with the with, with the quality content we have out. And I got a book here. You probably can't see it on the podcast, <laughs> but we're doing a Geno's and Apples um, episode. Okay. This will be episode number five, and I'm looking very forward to it. And I am looking at a book called There's Nothing We Can't Do from Dana Anderson Hellstrom. Yes who is the mother of Tucker, and uh, you have quite the story about your young, amazing son uh, who grew up in the Hopkins uh, School District, played some hockey and baseball, um, had an incredible heart um, for life for those around him, sadly uh, came up with, um, was it a rare form of cancer? Very rare. Osteosarcoma. It's a bone cancer. And eight and a half months later. Eight, uh, yep. Not even full eight months, two days, and about 36 hours. Incredible. And so he has a journey, um, and then we have some teammates of his when he yeah. was little that are here. They're not so little anymore no. as they're now uh, high schoolers and play for Coach Vatch at Hopkins High School that have been part of an initiative for you. So yes. uh, we, we've got a number of things and topics to discuss before we get to the uh, young men, but you've created um, something called Team Tucker. Yes. Let's start. Let's start backwards a little bit. Let's go to that first, and yes. then we'll talk about how we got there. So, what is Team Tucker? Team Tucker Play Laugh Love is a nonprofit that is its commitment is to extend the legacy. I did not create Tucker's legacy; he did. Um, he only was with us nine and a half short years, but he he created a legacy where, um, and the boys will attest to it, that every day he played. Um, he didn't like video games. He wanted just to play with friends. Uh, anywhere. Um, he laughed. He was one of the funniest kids. And a lot of the boys say, you know, and girls. Um, in fact, one of his classmates said his, her favorite memory is uh, when he made her laugh so hard that her milk came out of her nose. Wow. Yes. That's th one of her th favorite th life memories. That's a good memories. effort. Was yes. that at the lunch? At uh, lunch? Yes. At school? It was. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then he loved others. Um, so he just cared about those less fortunate. He cared about homeless. He cared about children. He cared about everyone, um, and he wanted, if somebody wasn't playing or laughing, he wanted to help them. Mm -hmm. So you go through this whole process, you develop this, is it, would you call it, is it a foundation or is it, I call a, it a or, or is it an effort? What would you call it? I actually researched that word because Tucker is everything sports. Um, so we call it an association because that's a yeah. more sporty term and we don't really give out a, like scholarships foundation. So it's an association and what we want to do is bring in every kid we possibly can, whether they're healthy and just can't, um, you know, we, we teach them how to play baseball and give them baseball equipment, or if they're sick, now our pilot program um, is the Tucker's VIPs, very important patients. And it's an association because I want kids involved, like Caden Finn are gonna talk about. I want to help kids. Um, adults have a chance to see their children be the best they can be. Um, 
and they're reminded, my goal is to remind them that when kids, I think you even said it to me, I can't imagine losing a kid. I don't want parents to imagine that because it's impossible. I just want them to be, you know, give their kids one extra hug that night and be extra grateful and just be thrilled that they're here and what can they do for others. That's, um, as a parent that's going through it, that's a lot about what your book is. It, you know, one of the key parts of the title says, Parenting Through Childhood Cancer from a Special Educator, which yep. is what you are. Yep, I was a special educator, and luckily, um, so it was weird, I spent 20 years helping um, families through a learning disability or autistic diagnosis, and I kept saying, you can still get there, you just have to make modifications. Your kid will still be happy, your kid will still be successful, we gotta make modifications. So when Tucker got diagnosed with cancer, um, it was right during his Might 4 season that he was so excited to start. And he's like, what if, you know, what if I can't play hockey this year? I'm like, nope, we can't play hockey, but we can still do hockey. There's nothing we can't do. And I kept telling him, we just got to make modifications. Um, so Caden Finner here to Testament, their dad, John D. St. Hubert, was the coach. So he ended up being the coach that season instead of playing. Um, Excellent. And same with baseball. He didn't have his prosthetic. He ended up getting his leg amputated February 5th. Didn't get a prosthetic in time for a baseball season. So now he's like, Mom, I can't play baseball. I'm like, well, not in the way we know, but you can play baseball. And he went to every practice and game. And he was the first base coach. Um, he warmed up the team. And then he was the batting coach. And if you have a quick second to show the element of my son, how he plays and laughs and cares about others, I found out towards the end of the season he had a rule as batting coach, so he put his wheelchair right at the end of the bench, right at the opening for the um, home plate. And he goes, well, Mom, you know my rule, right? I'm like, no, what what rule? And he's like, well, if a kid plays, you know, and he's nine. If, I, if I, one of the players strikes out before his next at bat, he has to rub my bald head. <laughs> and, and I <laughs> chuckled, and I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, Mom, it always makes him laugh, and you know to have a good at bat, you have to be relaxed. Wow. He yeah, goes, so I, mean, I sent him up there laughing about my bald head, and he goes, Mom, it worked. No one got two strikeouts in a row. Yeah, I've been coaching uh, hitting and baseball since uh, 1983, the year of our Lord. <laughs> yes. I mean, I make it sound like it's like B.C. almost, you yes. know, because it's no. Uh, but I have been, and that's really what, if you're not relaxed, if you're tensed, if you're mentally tight, you're not going to have another good at bat. And, I mean, coming out of him, I mean, that's absolutely terrific. Yeah. I mean, that's you got it. He would but take he his hat it. off, and he had to rub his bald head. I don't know if Cater Finn ever struck out. Maybe I'm they sure don't know. Never. <laughs> so How maybe they don't know that not experience. Not possible, right? But everyone cracked up, and he goes, "Mom, it works." And you have to be at. at, at you know, relaxed. So that's how much he couldn't play, but that's how much he cared about every single teammate having a great at bat and having a great season. One of the things on your website, um, live, laugh, play, play, laugh, love. Yes. Play, laugh. I got the words right. (laughs) Play, laugh, love.org that I was, uh, combing through. And I thought this was really compelling and interesting and incredibly important was, how Tucker had mentioned that he always had someone there for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, not always, but you know what I oh, mean? That, that, that there was someone there for him and that there were some kids that didn't. And um, that really struck me. And then there was a mention of COVID. By the way, I'm so over COVID. I mean, you know what I mean? I've it's done exhausting. With it. I've, isn't it? It's like, I, I just don't want to so say bad. the word again. I'm done. Yeah. Um, but with that had come a lot of probably a year or two ago. Now it's getting into... Wow, that must have been really, really tricky. So 
part of what's going on with this association is you're kind of addressing those issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some of his wishes in that regard, and how are you doing that? Well, Tucker, the, the Tucker's VIP came out of um, uh, Tucker's chemo was uh, Monday through Saturday. And I, being a teacher and always looking for educational moments, mm-hmm. I would take him for a field trip every day. And that was a very nice cover for the fact that I wanted to go have a Diet Coke at the cafeteria because it was a great Diet Coke. But was we it McDonald's-like? Oh, a little more syrupy. So better. Oh, it was, it was great. Okay. So I'm like, Tucker, we're going on a field trip. Well, we would come back, and by about you know a couple months into treatment, you know, on a Thursday, he goes, Mom, did you see that boy in that room? Mom, did you see that boy? And I said, yeah, the poor thing. Why? Because he hasn't had a visitor yet this week. He actually watched Monday through Thursday every field trip pushed through the hall, and he could name to me every room where a boy or girl did not have a visitor. And we were one of the few fortunate things about having Tucker um, with cancer. We uh, The best place in the, the country for it was Masonic, which was 20 minutes from our home in Hopkins. And so I scheduled, I was Tucker's mom slash social secretary because my son is more extroverted than I am. Um, again, Caden Finn, <laughs> their heads just shook. And he needed a friend every day. Mm-hmm. I booked a friend, a cousin, an aunt or uncle every single day. We put a chart on his um, hospital board. Well, so he would notice that these kids were alone. And he said, Mom, no one should be alone in the hospital. So he told me, and he hates the hospital. He said, Mom, when I'm all better, I'm going to come back and play with these kids so that no one's alone because everyone should play when they're sick. That's powerful. Okay, so. So that's how VIP program grow. And then so our job was to get your team by your side. Everything with Tucker is sports. Everything is team. Friends, team. Even if you didn't play on a team with him, he called you his teammate. Um, And so I wanted to, you know, kids stuck in the hospital. Transplants, you're there 100 days, you know. And so we address anything, not just cancer, life-threatening disease. And we have flown kids up just to give them a break because they're stuck there without friends. And then COVID hits. So now I've been tweaking the program. Um, now these families can't even leave because their kids are yeah. so immunocompromised. So maybe I'll get, you know, the family, Brutal. they can't even see their siblings. Yeah. You know, and I had sleepovers every Friday night. Tucker's younger sisters, Casey and Sierra, um, troopers. Also, I call Tucker my, you know, hero, my angel hero. My girls are my living heroes because they, what they went through. Um, but we had sleepovers every night. We had visitors all the time. So I will do, you know, find a VRBO for these families to at least give them, you know, time in a safe place. Or um, once the kid gets through the 100 days, I have flown in aunts and, and, you know, they do the protocols of waiting a month and, or waiting a so week. So you're paying for this. Yeah. So that's wow. what the VIPs do is we will get your team by your side. It started with a couple of ro- cars. We rented some cars. We paid for gas. We paid for the hotel and the lodging. But no matter where they come from, um, and then we, we, I love that we don't have the parameters. People just, you know, so any VIPs out there listening, any parents with sick kids, please contact us um, with the fundraising that's going on. What's the best way? Through the website? Yep, through the website, or just Dana at playlifelove.org, and I will text you. In fact, I just, as I was waiting for my turn, got another text from a VIP but we will bring siblings by to wave from the windows or get them. Um, this one girl, her fourth birthday in a row, uh, she was turning 18. And, you know, one parent can stay in the hospital or visiting, but the other parent has to pay the bills. So she hadn't seen her dad for a few weeks. So yeah. we paid for dad to drive over, paid for his gas and brothers, and they at least can have a birthday party down in the lobby. Um, 
and each story, you know, some are, are great. You know, I think another part that's important about the, all that, too, is it's not like the bills are just fade away. No. No. Right? They're real. No, they're very real. Um, so something as simple as it may seem is just driving uh, because you do have to work to float. Yeah. Um, you didn't ask for this yep. as a parent. No. Nope. Uh, that's all very real. And these are all things that can, can at least cut off a couple of things to give them the opportunity to bring that team together. And what I love is my part knowing that um, I was lucky to have a big family, 22 people in the immediate area. Um, but what I know moms and dads are crunched under is also time and stress. Oh, yeah. And so the VIP program, what, what donors do is they provide the funds. But what I'm proud to provide is you just tell me where. We have a little boy that just flew, flies out tomorrow. Thir- he's not even four years old. He's on his third battle with leukemia. Parent, and the only treatment left, the only hope to save this boy's life is in Philadelphia. And the parents are trying to get back and forth to there. So Team Tucker has bought airline tickets. And I just say, tell me when you need to be there. And I get on. I do the booking. I do the, you know, coordinating. I do the hotel. I do the rental car. I do all of that. And I just tell one story of that was a girl got her third uh, rebirth of stupid leukemia two days before her 18th birthday. And the mom said, what should I do? I said, you should plan her birthday party. And I will do the rest. And I got her tickets to go to Philadelphia with her family. She had to be there for six weeks. Her classmates had just graduated high school. And she's sitting in getting, you know, chemotherapy for six weeks. And we surprised her. We flew out her two best friends who showed up in a hotel room and spent five days with her to get her through her treatment. So these things are happening, but the money doesn't grow on trees. Nope. And you need to have ways to get it. And we'll be bringing the uh, D. St. Hubert brothers here in a couple of seconds um, to to continue through the story. But before we do that, um, what's really been established here is this exists for people so they need to know about what you do too right it's been three years i've been you know the hardest part of saying hey we're here is funding vips correct i could not i i also i had this bank account and my donors are like dude why don't you spend it i had a bank account and i could not find vips now finally word of mouth so so there's there's and and i i believe things like we're doing with this here uh with the game and with what we're gonna do on our website um to to not only say Yes, give money, but yes, reach out. Yes. And I and think that's important, too. I just, um, I, in fact, I like research them. I just found a little six-year-old hockey player in Farmington has had a, a reoccurrence of leukemia. I like, I'm like mad detective skills trying to find yeah. people to help and saying, hey, we're here. So Tucker's VIP, it's playlaughlove.org. Um, and you parents that have healthy kids, keep us in mind for when you know it happens to somebody else. Absolutely. Um, and that's the same with the book is just it's it's hopefully helps the parents that are in the battle. It's a story of, you know, from diagnosis to to the end. Did you ever think you'd write a book? Uh, no. This thing is beefy. I know. Uh, like Kate said, I like I to mean, talk. Like, you, <laughs> you wrote a book. I know. Like this is you did. I this. know. And it was did you ever look at it and go, I can't believe this. happened. No, seriously. I do. This is because not it was easy. the hardest thing. I wrote it four years after he died and I thought I could just quick whip it together and maybe it would help. Some How many people. times did you go back over? Did you just did you write down thoughts and then start framing it or what did you do? I had my carrying bridges. Yeah, and I thought that and that's where I kept getting this feedback. Like you should write a book someday. Well, then, you know. 
COVID hit, and, and since when Tucker was sick, he needed eight more months of chemo. So I actually left my job. I'm a special education teacher, um, and I love to work the most with behavioral challenge and you know kids on the autism spectrum. Well, going to the hospital one week out of every two or three does not help mm -hmm. that population. And me being a single mom with a total of three kids and pay deduct and do it working full time from a hospital bed trying to keep my son alive didn't work. So I actually took a year off thinking I'd fix Tucker right up and return while Tucker passed away. And so it's been about four years while I've been trying to figure out what to do. And um, now what? Um, I hope I'm a good role model you know. for my daughters. I is, think you, you know, know what, what I think I know what your life work well, is, don't you? I well, mean, it's, I sure as hell hope it's not I, that I've never going met back you till to today, but I, <laughs> well, I did so, the same thing. I know. I swear we've worked shifts together. I, I you swear. look too familiar to me. Yeah. It, no, 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 no. No, we, I just we, yeah. did. My daughters lost enough, and they're both great athletes. Casey's a hockey player. Sierra's a gymnast. They found two of the most expensive sports. Of course. But they have lost their brother, and um, they're children of divorce. So I, you know, put on the Perkins waitress uniform and did whatever I needed to do. And I've been trying to figure out what am I going to do when I grow up again this time. And um, I want Team Tucker to help all kids. And I want my book and I think my services to help all parents. I think it should be this. What? This. Just sit and talk podcast? Team Tucker. Oh, you're good at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. It's no. going to be Team Tucker no, and then my business is Dana Cares. I want, yeah, I'm going to help I mean, parents. It's, it's been Tucker's going to help kids. And what I love the most is that Tucker and I are still a team. What's really important about this from my perspective is this is not a therapeutic job for you. You know how some people kind of, you know, like that helps them get through things. You're, this is not what this is about um, at all. I think this is. Th this is about you taking a legacy and extending it because I want you to tell the story about when you passed by the homeless person. Yeah. And, yeah. and about how it wasn't easy. Can you share that story real quick? Yeah, I will. And this is what this is about, yeah. in my opinion. And this is where um, the president of Team Tucker said, you know, somebody accidentally said, oh, we're creating a legacy for Tucker. And the president is my brother, Tucker's uncle. He goes, oh, no, no. Tucker created his own legacy. Totally. We just happen to propel it. Mm -hmm. um, and in the book, you'll see the most obvious story of it. Um, the boys know all the stories on between kids. But Tucker, um, he looked very brave to the boys. He showed up to every game. Um, behind the scenes, he was terrified. He hated the needles. He hated the hospital. Um, and Monday mornings were a horrible scene. I would carry a drag you know drag a, a crying boy with one leg out the door he would wrap his fingers around the door frame i had to peel one oh finger man. off at a time and hold him in the back of the car to get him to go and he cried the whole time and it was heartbreaking but as a mom you need to new do what's best for your kid and all of a sudden we'd get to the top of the ramp 18 18 minutes into the trip and that would be my only reprieve he stopped crying instantly and he would look and he would see a homeless person with a little cardboard sign and he would sit up mom where's your money mom where's your wallet where's your wallet i'm like the first time this happened i'm like what are we hungry what are we doing he's like this boy this man needs help and he, i would hand him money and he would just smile and hand it and tell the man to have a good day and what would the man say he said god bless you and i always thought if you only knew <laughs> what this boy was going through and he is bald he has needles <laughs> he has a port in his chest he has one leg um, and he's trying to save his life, but he was more worried about you. And then he'd start crying. And it got to the point where the one time I disappointed Tucker was I didn't have cash. And starting, and, and chemo was only every other week or every third. And it was two, three weeks later on a Sunday night as he's 
in his depression, sad about it. The girls are sad. He goes, Mom, just make sure, you know, I know you're packing all my stuff. Make sure you pack $5. He goes, there'll be another homeless person. Make sure you have your $5. And that was that was part of our trip to the hospital. It's compassion like no other. Yep. Really. It it is. Sorry. He's, I mean. Yeah. He's an amazing. That's amazing. So all I I mean. So how as a mother do I not continue this? When I was blessed that's with this kid my point. who thinks this, how do I n- let that fade? By you telling that story, that's what I meant, and, and that was absolutely perfect to. And the day you could I, say it right, and the the day I knew that this was going to be something was I went to Tucker died on July second, so Fourth of July weekend. Um, his celebration of life was July 7th. Uh, I did have the wherewithal to ask the Hopkins Pavilion, his home hockey rink, and he had it there. We had it there, celebration. And guess what? Uh, a thousand people I remember I heard. showed up. Yeah. And I thought, what? This night? And we had only lived in, Minute- in Hopkins for three and a half years. So you had to have people sitting in the bleachers and on the floor. Yeah. We were, I said, we had over a thousand How people. And I said, How I was it? Yeah, I it was super remember. getting really hot in there. And I thought, how do a thousand people love my son? And I think about 600 loved him before he was sick, and then everyone else, once they heard how this nine-year-old handled cancer. I wonder how many do now. Thousands. Exactly. Thousands. Think about all the other people that you uh, touched, the two friends in Philly, her friends, her yep. family, tens of thousands. Yep, we're and up uh, to 31 VIPs. I think that's absolutely strong. huge. Final question. Yes. Jason Zucker, how did he get involved with this? Fate. Go I ahead. will say fate. Do tell. Um, I, okay, I want to take that back and say I arranged it, and that's fully what I believed for over a year. I thought I hooked up that a wild player was coming to the hospital to visit Tucker, and they said, who should he, who should come? And this is in the days of Parisi and Suter, right? Yeah. This is 2015. Um, not a good overtime year, remember, boys? We were 0-4 with overtimes. That new first year of the three. Yeah, oh, terrible. God, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tucker goes, by the, the way, only they, thing more like depressing than two. cancer they're is like the nine wild. They're 9-2 and two this year I know, in overtime. They are. Okay, I go know. ahead. Anyway, um, Jason walked in, and they I, they said, who's his favorite player? I said, Jason Zucker. And they said, okay, no one. <laughs> Sorry, Jason, if you're listening. No one had answered that <laughs> that yeah, way before amazing. in 2015. And I admit, Tucker admits it was their names rhymed at first. But he, br- I brought Tucker to a game, a mother-son date in 2018. And he goes, well, I go, did you like him because your names rhyme? He goes, I did at first. He goes, but look at his speed. He goes, he's so fast. And he has a great shot. And he actually like remembers to come and back check. So those yeah. are his favorite things. Um, Jason walked into the door. I was expecting it. It wasn't until a year later I found out it was fate because Jason, Jared, and two other wild players um, got on the elevator with their, you know, person. And they said, who wants to go to floor five and who wants to go to six? And Jason goes, I'll take floor five. And... It was by accident. It wasn't because I arranged it. My message never got through to Wild. And he walked by, and we were sitting there with a shirt that said Tucker, but we crossed out the T and put a Z above it. We're like, you're probably good enough to be a Tucker fan. So he had a Zucker um, shirt, and that struck him because no one had ever given him anything. And um, Tucker recapping the game with him struck him. And then luckily through a friend at St. Michael when Tucker did get an amputation he wasn't supposed to we were supposed to have caught it in time he was supposed to be back on the ice with Caden Finn within uh, you know eight months I wish um but anyway then when he got amputated a friend's like you know what I think I work with somebody who knows Carly Jason's fiance and I said oh my god if you could let him know what's going on you know maybe he could give us a stick 
So she got me Carly's number, and I said, do you think Jason would mind giving Tucker a stick? You know, he's got his leg amputated. He won't play stand-up hockey again. And Carly's first word was no. And I was like, okay, that struck me as weird. But it was a comma. Jason insists on seeing him. Jason came, was the first non-family member visitor three days after amputation. And uh, I treated him like a celebrity. I wanted him to, like, quickly leave. And he's like, anything else? And I was like, no, you can go. And Tucker goes, what? Don't you want to play Xbox with me? Jason sat there for two hours playing Xbox with my son. And I kept apologizing to Carly, like, I'm so sorry. She goes, "Uh, really? (laughs) You don't think he's loving this? And Jason came back every chemo treatment that he could. And the two of them played Xbox. They went out to lunch. Um, And and Jason made Tucker a priority from that moment on. And he said, um, what solidified it? Real quick, three weeks after they got this friendship started was the outdoor game, uh, 2016 outdoor game. TCF Bank? Yes, and we got tickets to it. In fact, I think it was your guys' other coach that got us those tickets, and um, not only was it the first day Tucker stood on one leg and balanced, um, but Jason got knocked out and left the game, and Tucker couldn't stand anymore, and that night was a Sunday night, and he couldn't go to sleep because you you have to text Carly and see if Jason's okay. I'm like... Tucker, they're famous. We don't bother famous people. <laughs> and it turned out, he goes, Mom, I just need to know if he's okay. He's my friend. I texted Carly every night that week, and I said, sorry, Tucker, it's 1030 at night. He won't go to sleep till he hears how Jason's doing. And Jason told me, you know, months later and years later, there's a kid with one leg fighting for his life who's worried about a grown-up who plays a game for a living. And he said, the compassion in that boy's heart is amazing and he goes he was worried about me and i'm like no yeah well he worries about it you know and i took that for stride that was my boy yeah i mean well for an adult of his stature even he feels it yeah you know so that's amazing so they were best friends and still are he still introduces himself as as he said tucker's one of my best friends and he's got that tattoo of tucker because tucker's advice oh he also liked tucker because he gave him the straight talk he would say breakdown when he'd come. He goes, do you remember in the second period? He's like, you skated it right into the corner. He goes, you had a shot like before the circle. And you just, he goes, you keep skating, you keep stick handling. He goes, you really need to shoot more. And he goes, and then when the third period, you passed twice to Charlie Coyle. You had a better shot than he did. You need to start shooting more. And you should back check harder. You're one of the fastest on the teams. You should really get back there. And Jason looked at me and goes, I feel like I'm talking to Mike Yo. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, this is exactly what's wrong with my game. But then Tucker would say, but remember in the first period, that was a great shot. In the third period, you know, and he oh, would yeah, break you it you all You got to follow up with a positive. He did. He always did a positive sandwich negative, compliment. Positive. He, that's what he did. He's like, I really liked how you did this, but like you Coach really Fetch. need to fix that. Yeah, exactly. He did. Well, that's great stuff. Uh, Dana, um, thanks for sharing the story. Yeah. And we've got some good things. I think we're going to make a difference this year. And we if are. we don't do it completely this year. Oh. We're, we're, we're laying the groundwork and the foundation it's gonna for what we're going to do with MN Hockey TV. Um, and I'm hoping we can uh, really make a difference uh, in what you're doing and, and impacting so many people. And I want to help these if two you young can men, help, too. If you can do as much help as Caden Findy St. Hubert, we're yeah. golden. Well, I'm a competitor, so I'm getting after it. I know. You're you going to have to try to beat so their record. Fierce. Because they are our number one best team. To, I think okay, you guys have so brought in well uh, over $12,000 already. $13,000. So check this out. I'm a fierce competitor, but I'm also a nice guy, so I'll just say it was them. 
Oh, okay. Right? I can't see. <laughs> but you're going to tell me, you're going to have a balance sheet on the side. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, well, you're going to know where it's coming from because right. it's coming from ours. Because what awesome. we're going to do, just so people know, on our website, um, there's a Hopkins streaming page. We're going to have uh, a special page within our website that's going to be about the big event coming up on the 27th. Who do you guys play? SLP. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Crosstown Rival. Yeah, I love it. District 3 from, from the younger years. Okay. So uh, we'll have that, and then we'll also have your uh, links for GoFundMe. Yep. And then I'm reaching out to the uh, 44 boys and girls high school teams awesome. that participate on our network, the 26 youth teams that are in it as well. Um, and then also we do tons of basketball, swim, and uh, wrestling that are on our networks as well. So we're going to get after that too and yep. uh, challenge. And then we're going to challenge our viewers. Great. You know, they complain about having to drop, you know, three bucks a game if they buy an eighty nine ninety five package because, like, we've got to, like, sustain this business, yes, you know? Yes, Okay, now you can drop a buck. Yeah, exactly. Okay, another one. So just shut up. That's yeah, what I was Okay, right. so we're good. So we're so gonna that take, sounds great. We'll take a quick time yes. out. Dana, you, you've been absolutely a pleasure, and thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing the story. Thank you for asking. And is this my book to keep? Yes, it is. Good. Uh, and I got some Team Tucker gear for you. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right, we'll be back with more as we continue. The D. St. Hubert brothers are going to light it up like a Christmas tree on the air like they do on the ice right after this. Ooh, love that intro. Sniper's Edge Hockey is your one-stop shop for your at-home hockey training needs on and off the ice. Find the perfect start to your at-home training area with slick tiles, synthetic ice, or a rink liner. Or upgrade your home setup with one of our top quality training tools to help you work on soft hands, all of your deeks and dangles, perfect your one-timer, and improve the power and accuracy of your shot. Find it all online and in stock for immediate shipping at snipersedgehockey.com. Fifteen minutes with Vetchy continues as we are in an odyssey here tonight. I mean, this has been an action-packed show. I mean, if this were on the air, the ratings we'd be getting, would, we'd be blowing away the KQ Morning Show right now. Or what do you guys, you guys don't even know what that is. I'm uh, sure yeah, nah, no. they don't even know. <laughs> I mean, so, but but for, for, the, for the elderly, uh, the elder statesmen that listen to this still know exactly what I'm talking about. So joining me now is KD St. Hubert, Findy St. Hubert Brothers from the Hopkins Royals and also friends with uh, Tucker Hellstrom from near a little um, and you guys have been doing some great work and and we're gonna get into what you're doing but before we do that can you guys just talk a little bit about what it was like growing up with him uh, playing the games Cade start with you uh, so I'm a year older than Tucker yeah and I never went to school with him so I didn't know him as well as my brother did mm -hmm. but um, he was always full Filled with joy. I played uh, a year of hockey with him, I think, and he was always the happiest one in the locker room, always caring for everyone, always having fun. Even when we lost, I got mad at him a couple times, told him to dial it in. <laughs> but, uh, but he was always he was always so kind to everyone and I always wanted to make a difference out there. And then I also had him as my coach one year in baseball. Yeah, did you have to rub the uh, – you did, did, you did, didn't you? Oh, I don't know if I ever struck out. Okay, maybe a couple you times. You had to think about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to rub it a couple times. It helped out. So talk about his, um, his, you know, being, his demeanor as a person, his smile and his energy. Um, is that something you'll never forget? 100%. You never – I really don't see that in many people nowadays. Right. I mean, like with all the stress in the world right now and mm -hmm. COVID and everything going on, 
I feel like him, if, if he was here right now, he wouldn't be thinking about that. He'd still be having fun, playing with his friends, safely, obviously, but Absolutely. He, he's always having fun. Half full, look at the positive. Finn, would you agree with those statements? For sure, yeah. He was always <laughs> just the one person to like bring joy to everything, no matter what happened. He'd always be there like trying to cheer us up, even if we lost, like Cade said, even though sometimes that's not the best, in my opinion, but... In baseball, he'd always just be there for us when we strike out, rubbing the head, fun. But that um, so so you 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 were in school with him, correct? I did not go to school with him, but oh. we were same grade. Okay. So I played hockey with him two years, I think, and then he was on my team as like a coach when he got diagnosed with cancer, and then baseball coach later that year. So when you guys are what eight, nine, whatever you are young yeah this 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 guy on your team that you know gets this right and what are you what were you thinking we're like well what is this or i mean well what were where was your head where were your heads i was a year older but it was actually picture day that we found out i still remember that and actually i think we started off thinking it was just a broken leg or broken something like broken leg he's gonna be back later in the year like everything's gonna be right fine. like what else could it be yeah like yeah. normal and it did not turn out like that and I don't know, remember the exact date when I found out he had cancer. It was probably for my brother, actually, because he was on a team with him. But it really it really shocked me because mm-hmm. we really did think it was just a broken leg. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, whoa, the, this is real. Yeah. Um, so then he obviously passes away and things have moved forward. And, you know, I'm sure that was really weird for you guys you know what like as a group fan what was it like well i just like didn't believe it at first i didn't yeah. really think it was real because like you never experienced that when you're that young mm-hmm. but like later on i just realized how much like he changed everybody and how much he like affected everything and like him just being there like throughout his life was amazing for me it just helped me realize how much giving you could do and he just helped, like, everyone around him just be happy. Well, so this group, um, I pointed out to Vecchi, there's something about your group uh, with this Hopkins Royals team that's that's different in your, like, just the way you are as a group. Um, it, it, it seems to be close. Um, I'm not sure if that has something to do with it, but, you know, can you kind of talk about your group as a team, which was so important to him? Um, I know most of the guys that he affected were a year younger than us now. and You'll which, see that next year. Which are on the Vanamay team. But I know he brought that that experience. Oh, no, I cut out. No, you're good. We're, I'm good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love um, it, though. You're professional. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as Dana here. But, uh, <laughs> Pretty close. But uh, I know that whole experience of losing him really mm. brought us together as a friend group even, too. A yeah. lot of kids. I didn't know, like Nolan Ryder. I never met him before, but through Tucker, I met him, and now I'm good friends with him. So he really just brought us together kind of as a family. Super and cool. really just, yeah, made an impact. Finn, do you miss those guys? You're on the varsity team? <laughs> yeah, probably. Most right? of them are kind of mad at me for leaving because I started the year at Bantams, but they are, got over You guys it. were ranked one, weren't you? We were. We were one for a little Ooh. bit. Nah, he didn't have anything now, to do now with they're, that. Now oh. they're down to 30. Yeah, so 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 Cade says he didn't have anything to do with that. Now they're down to thirty. <laughs> yep. I'm sure it might. So okay, then um, tell us about your challenge and and really this is the core of what you're here for. And I'm totally into what you guys are doing. And you know w- what's it about? When did this start? How did it get started? Okay, so 
I remember it starting with Dana calling in some of Tucker's good friends, and she called in Finn, not me, Dana, but uh, I came along to the meeting. Along for the ride. Yeah, so she just asked us to kind of bake cookies, do whatever we want, to raise some money, have some fun in Tucker's memory. And we started actually, the first thing we've ever done was our three-on-three pond hockey tournament. We did it to raise money, but we also did it to keep Tucker's memory alive. We have all of his best friends out there playing hockey, having fun all day long. And we charged a little bit of a fee to raise some money and help mm -hmm. Dana out and help the VIPs. But it really, the whole, the moral of the story is we just wanted to keep his memory alive and keep having fun. I remember that first year we raised like 1,200 and How we old were, were you? shocked. Um, 10? 10. 10, yeah. So at 10 years old, you, you raised $1,200 and yeah. you're like, what? Yeah, it was a lot. But I remember like nowadays we're doing this dollar donation and we'll raise a lot more than 1,200 hopefully. But, uh... I, I'm hoping to keep the three-on-three -three tournament going this year because it's my favorite part of keeping his memory alive just, and just yeah, having fun. It's just about having fun. Like and Tucker always would want to have fun through sports and events and just everything else, and that's what it's about. And that brings people together. Yeah. So where do you have the three-on-three? -three? Um, in our backyard, actually. Your backyard? Yeah. Does it accommodate? Is it good? It How's is the sheet? Pretty good ice rink. Who right does there. the sheet? All of us. Really? Okay, okay. Well, I'll have to come check it out for sure. One of the things that I forgot to ask Dana or to talk about, and I want to get to you guys on this one, the dollar has a really cool meaning, um, and I'll paraphrase for you, Dana. Uh, basically, she was at a Twins game, and they would play the, uh, you know, they give you four attendances where you'd have to pick it out. And uh, let's say it was 24568 and uh, Dana takes a look at that and says, to Tucker, when he was four and a half years old, boy, this that could be a lot of money to do some help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on, on their seat. It'd be 24000 Fast forward to the year later, they'd go for Father's Day with her dad because they grew up in Bloomington, and if they did their chores, they'd end up at the uh, Met Stadium. I was there, legendary. I get it. I was probably sitting a section away. and uh, So it's kind of a thing. And then a year later, that maybe the tenants was thirty-one thousand, and then he said that or thirty-eight thousand, and he goes, "That's thirty-eight thousand dollars. A lot of poor people can be helped with that." And so, you know, from four and a half, you're given a message. When you're five and a half, you know about it. It's the same guy that's you know wanting to give five bucks to the dude that's on the uh, street corner, hurting and needing some cash, and uh, he's fighting for his life. Right? Cares more about that guy. So now this challenge is really about that dollar story which is what i think is to me that's a viral story to be honest with you and we need to get every team youth and high school hockey non-hockey baseball whatever it is everybody needs to do this so give us what that's all about no so actually i remember hearing that story from dana when we were younger so i think the second year of doing our three on three our mom was the one who pushed this idea of doing this dollar donation at the jody gets credit yeah she does get a little credit wow and we were actually going to do this at a wild game. So we were trying to email with the wild people, but we just couldn't get it set up. So now fast forward another year later, we just decided to do it around our community and just with our younger teams, just a dollar donation, every dollar counts. And now with your help, we'll hopefully expand it to all the teams around Let's in the go. Twin Cities. Let's go. I'm not going to sit down until we do. So um, that if your team, let's say you've got – Anywhere between 34, 40 players, varsity mm -hmm. JV, boys and girls. If every kid just brought a dollar bill, stuck in an envelope, 
brought it to the Hopkins Pavilion on the 27th with a representative, let's uh-huh. say, or a check, whatever it is. It can be two bucks. It can be whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they all can extend the legacy that's already been created by Tucker and is mm-hmm. being extended by what Dana and all the great work is that they're doing and then the things that you guys are doing from a leadership capacity. I think you'll find when you get to be aged, a fossil like me, you'll look back on this and you'll you'll have kids, you know, and you'll be thinking, wow, we're really lucky to be able to have this opportunity to, to do this. And you'll be able to pass that on to your kids. You know, I don't, you don't even be thinking about that, right? You know, that's a long way. Yeah, away. but I'm, I'm just saying, but like, just as a parent, I know you, you'll be a sooner than you know. It really goes fast. So enjoy this and, and really know that people such as my, myself respect 100% what you guys are doing and, and how you're doing it and the impact you're making in the world around you. It's a big deal and it's super cool. So thank you from all of us, I'm sure, uh, with Team Tucker and, of course, here at the MN Hockey TV, Bill Dahm, and I'm sure he and the guys at CARE 11 think it's pretty darn cool what you're doing, too. So, thank, thank you. you. Anything thank else you, you want to level, level on the challenges? Is there any team that you think is ducking you right now and doesn't want to do it? Uh, Who do you want? Uh, I'm calling out Rio. Eden Prairie, Banham A. Okay. Double A. There it is. Boom. Right there. Okay. Uh, I think... QEA has fifteen hundred like that we know of raised as a just one team which is amazing. In Hopkins? Yeah, yeah. our PEA team. What do they do? Uh so they give the bucket actually to each of their players and every night they go door to door around their neighborhood with a different player and collect money. PEA crushing They're it. They're crushing it. Right Who's now. coaching that squad? Uh, do you know his name? I do not I do know. Not know. Yeah. Oh, the girls' team I think puts it out at their home games and gets their um, gets the other teams to donate too. So they're probably up around a grand too. What's your goal? You're not uh, saying it. Wait, she can't know it. Danny can't know it. No, I think that's a secret. Yeah, we started at five. Oh, it's got to uh, be over. She knows. Okay. It's got to be over ten at least this year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Let's keep going. Let's 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 shoot this one through the roof. Um, guys, uh, good luck with your games coming up. You gotta. Schedule that's pretty busy. Yeah. Every time you get to lace them up and play a game, put your school sweater on. It's an honor. And um, regardless of result, you win them, you lose them, you tie them. You're lucky to be able to play the game at the level you do. I think you guys know that. Your dad's probably told you that a few times. Yeah. Does he? He mentions it. Every so it happens while. when you get old and you can't play anymore. You that's know? only when you're not good. So like him. He okay. So you open it up. I gotta go there. <laughs> Their dad was um, a vital cog to the legendary Jefferson teams that won back-to-back-to-back state titles, including a team that ran the table and didn't lose when it was hard to do. And they played in the tough, at the time, Lake Red Conference. And um, I did all of their games as play-by-play with my guy, Bart Archer. And um, your dad was, he was more like you, Finn. As a skater, it's okay. Hear me though. Okay. I hear you. He was a little more um, like you skate the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys look the same, um, but his hands were a lot like yours. No way, it hands Kay. like me. His hands no were shot. really good. Have you seen it? I've seen some of them. They're not very he good. Was, he was good. He was really, really good. 
I'm ch- I see. I am totally annoying him right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> no, your dad was a lot better than you're giving him credit for, for sure. And their teams were really good. But he was, he scored some massive goals around the goal mouth. He was tough as nails, tough to move, great conditioned athlete, really, really good player. He played baseball too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that too. So. Wow. Okay. So now we just talked about John D. Saint. Why not? You know, I'm sure that's the last thing he wants us to do, right? I bet. Well, we just did. So yeah. he's going to have to deal with it. I can see him just rolling his eyes at me saying, thanks, Wags. He was Tucker's coach that the year that. Yeah, he was. So he should be talked about. He should be. And okay. Yeah, he was. Really? So that gave Tucker the motivation to get out of bed when John basically said, you know, and, and you, Dana, we're going to innovate, and we're just going to find something different for you to do, and here's what you're going to do. Wow. So basically um, a couple days after he's told he's going to lose his leg, John's like, we need you, and uh, Dana's like, maybe not. And next thing you know, um, wow, that's really, really good stuff. So, guys, I'm sure you got some tests you got to take or something, school, oh, yeah. homework. Sadly. Why? But yeah, no, I'm kidding. You got to do that because you got to stay eligible. You got to play. Uh, I know. And your mom's an educator, so there's no chance, right? Yeah, I, know. I get you. All right, guys, thanks for joining us. A great show here today. Eric Vetch from uh, the Hopkins Royals opened it up, talked a little bit about his club and, and things moving forward. Bill Dahlman from Care 11. And then, of course, Dana Anderson Hellstrom was with us as well. Her book is called There's Nothing We Can't Do. And I'm sure you can get this on. PlayLaughLove.org, you get a link to it. You can donate there too. And for all the MNHockey.tv fans, Overtime Hockey Podcast listeners, you can donate more than a buck. I know you've got more than a buck. Let's go. But if you can't and you just want to donate a buck and that's all you can do, we love it. We love you for doing it. Please be a part of this. That's going to do it for tonight's show from McCoy's Public House in St. Louis Park. I'm Pete Wagner. Oh, I forgot to mention. And for Finn and Kate D. St. Hubert, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.